Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show. Uh, Thanks for checking out today's episode. If you've listened to the show before, thanks for coming back and continuing to listen. I really appreciate it. If you are a new listener, thank you for checking out the show. The show is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and CastBox. Wherever you're listening to the show, if you can just click subscribe, uh, that'll allow you to get notifications when new episodes are uploaded uh, for you to listen to. If you do listen to the show on uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, if you could take a moment, if you like what you hear, please rate and review the show. Uh, This is a simple and easy way you can help the show achieve a higher uh, visibility in search results when people are looking for new podcasts. So if you could do that, uh, that would be great. This particular podcast tackles three subjects, movies, sports, and politics. So each episode is usually dedicated to one of those topics. Today's episode is going to be movies. Uh, If you've listened to the last few episodes, it's been kind of a movie-heavy podcast. Uh, That's when I've been able to kind of sink my teeth into lately. Hopefully, I'll be uh, dropping some politics in and uh, sports, uh, hopefully, as well. But uh, this is going to be a movie podcast. Today, I'm going to be reviewing the Netflix film Dolomite Is My Name. Uh, If you've read anything about this film, this has been touted as the comeback film for Eddie Murphy. Uh, So uh, I've I've watched the film, I'm gonna review it here shortly. Uh, It's got um, Eddie Murphy, Wesley Snipes, uh, Michael Keegan Key, uh, and others in it. The movie is directed by Craig Brewer. So hopefully uh, you'll enjoy this review of Dolomite Is My Name. All right, on today's episode, I'm going to be reviewing Dolomite Is My Name. This is the new Netflix film uh, starring Eddie Murphy as Rudy May Moore, Rudy Ray Moore, excuse me. Uh, this is based on a true story. So this movie takes place in the early 70s uh, in the middle of the exploitation film time uh, in America. So if you're unfamiliar with exploitation films, there was a film, there were a series of films from the early to mid 70s, I think maybe it's creeping into the late 70s that uh, had black characters that were directed a lot of times by black directors, black writers were involved. So some of the more famous ones are Shaft, Superfly, uh, you had the real outrageous ones like Blackula, but Eddie Murphy plays Rudy Ray Moore who actually starred in his own film Uh, called Dolomite is my name. So his character was Dolomite. So as the film opens, uh, Rudy Ray is a struggling performer that lives in the Los Angeles area. He works at a record store uh, and is trying to cultivate some kind of entertainment career. Uh, He works at night at a club, uh, at a club where he does five minutes of, you know, MC work, basically tells a couple of jokes and then introduces the band, band comes on and basically nothing more than that. So he is frustrated that he has been unable to, uh, to achieve any kind of, of success in the entertainment field. And as the movie opens, he's pretty much, uh, at his wits end or at the bottom in the sense that he doesn't think it's going to happen. Uh, as he's, uh, going about town, he discovers, a group of winos or people that are drunk out in the streets, so homeless people. Actually, one of the homeless people visits the record store and is kind of talking in rhyme, kind of amusing. Uh, and Eddie Murphy gives him some money to get him to leave the the uh, the record store. But then later on, he goes out actually to seek them out, and he finds a group of these men that are sitting around drinking, uh, telling stories about their sexual conquest, uh, their 
their manhood, things like that, and just in a braggadocious way and kind of doing it in a sing-song, rhyming kind of way that uh, Rudy Ray finds enticing. So he goes back out there with a bunch of money and alcohol and bribes them to let them record, let him record them just basically riffing and doing what they do. So he takes that, those recordings, goes home, listens to them over and over again and refines the stories that they're telling, adding punchlines and kind of making jokes out of it. And by doing that, he creates the character of Dolomite. So basically Dolomite is a pimp character, very aggressive, very uh, sure of himself, very cocky. So he presents this character uh, at his normal uh, club gig, his five minute gig, and it kills. He makes the the people laugh and they enjoy it. So then he gets the idea uh, to record a comedy album. So the influences, obviously, of the day, uh, Bill Cosby, Richard Pryor, you know, Red Fox is uh, is mentioned in the movie as well. And it's fun to hear kind of those names, especially Red Fox. Uh, there's a funny moment where Rudy Ray talks about his interaction with a Red Fox. And it's kind of funny when you know that Eddie Murphy in real life, of course, was very good friends with Red Fox. And, of course, Red Fox starred along with Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy's directorial uh, debut of Harlem Night. So it's kind of fun to see that. Uh, the other good thing about it, too, is you see Eddie Murphy in kind of his element at the early in the movie doing his stand-up uh, or doing the Dolomite stand-up routine, telling his stories. And you could just re you remember what the natural charisma that he has and how effortless he makes standing behind the mic on a stage scene. So I know he's uh, planning on doing a comeback stand-up comedy tour he hasn't done comedy in forever so stand-up comedy that is so uh it's exciting to see kind of a taste of that and and hopefully look forward to watching him tour uh with new material uh since he hasn't done that in over 30 years probably i think it's probably been around that about 30 years so as the movie progresses he ends up self-financing a comedy album with the Dolomite character. So they, there's a great scene where you see him recording it in somebody's apartment, essentially. So they get a bunch of people to come in and they, they get, you know, rudimentary equipment and record it. Uh, he, he cuts the album, is unable to get anyone, any record company to mass produce it. So he ends up self-financing it. So this becomes a theme of Dolomite is my name. And one of the things I like about the movie a lot. Uh, it, it's basically a story of someone that doesn't take no for an answer and that's going to do whatever it takes to reach a goal. So he sets a goal to make the album. He's told no, he does it himself. Uh, the next step in the movie is he realizes that he's not going to achieve the fame that he's looking for unless he can be a movie star. So he decides that he's going to take the Dolomite character and put him in a movie. So, of course, everyone around him is like, you're crazy, that's nuts. But he ends up, again, borrowing against the proceeds of his successful comedy album and uh, making a movie happen. So the last <clears throat> half of the movie is centered on the making of Dolomite Is My Name. So uh, there's other cast members in there. The one I want to bring up for sure is Wesley Snipes. So this has been touted, this movie, as an Eddie Murphy comeback, but Wesley Snipes is in the film as well, and I really haven't seen him in a while, and he's fantastic in this movie. So he plays uh, an actor that's hired by Rudy Ray Moore to act and direct the film, and Wesley Snipes plays him as a put-upon, quote-unquote, serious actor that's only taking this job for the directing credit, and to watch him 
observe the goings on and how this movie's being made, how the ridiculousness that the movie is, and to see his basically, it's like him witnessing a train wreck, but his reactions to things are funny. And essentially his character is pretty much intoxicated through the entire film. And he plays it beautifully. He is extremely, extremely funny. Um, you have uh, Eddie Murphy, of course, <clears throat> being kind of the funniest I think he's been in years in a movie. So I understand why this is a comeback movie. It's just him and his natural element riffing, just inhabiting a character. But the great thing about Dolomite is my name is the thing about Eddie Murphy. I think he's a he's a much better actor than he's ever been given credit for. Uh, the the backstory of Rudy Ray is he's from Oklahoma. They they touch on it quite a few times in the movie that he basically came from a broken home and from a from an abusive father. And that's why he fled Oklahoma to California to pursue his dreams of being in the entertainment business. Uh, there's a there's a great scene where he is practicing his lines for the next day. Uh, and he kind of inhabits the Dolomite character and then uses, he kind of ad libs how he's talking to his dad uh, in the scene, even though he's really not. And it's a, it's a kind of a, a really good scene, good acting by him to kind of underscore his backstory a little bit, kind of where he grew up and kind of the dysfunction that uh, caused him to leave and kind of fuels his drive for success. So I think it was good that you get you get a few tastes of that in the movie. He also discovers a female comedian named Queen Bee, a single mom on the road. As you meet her, she dumps the man that uh that's the father of her child and then he takes he brings her back to California and they form a very special bond together uh, as he sees the talent in her and nurtures that talent. Uh so that's a great uh story as well. Uh like I said, the movie is extremely funny. Um, a lot of, a lot of great lines from Eddie Murphy. You've got Craig Robinson in the movie as well. I, as I stated, Michael Keegan Key plays the, uh, screenwriter. He's an actor as well, uh, a serious actor that does workshops for other actors, but, uh, Rudy Way sees him and, and, and brings him on board because obviously he knows how to write a screenplay and basically, uh, he tells him and makes it very simple. This movie needs to have guns, Kung Fu and titties. So... That's the, and he said that'll sell. So the, the movie is, is as the movie progresses, you see the movie Dolomite being made and you just see the family atmosphere that's created and you see his Rudy Ray Moore's undeniable drive and ambition and the ability to not take no for an answer. So there's several times in the movie where he's basically uh, at the end of his rope in the sense that there's really no other options and he just continues to push through or times where he's about to run out of money and he comes up with a way and he does not give up and doesn't let it deter him. So the screenwriters of this movie are, uh, and I'm going to butcher the one name, it's Scott Alexander and Larry Krasuski, and I know I'm I'm butchering that name. Very good screenwriters. They've written The People versus O.J., they wrote the Tim Burton film Ed Wood. So if you've seen that film, the Johnny Depp film um, about... Plan 9 from Outer Space and the director Ed Wood. This movie is very similar to that movie where, in the sense that it's set in the entertainment business uh, about a movie that uh, was almost impossible to get made and the family uh, that comes together around the making of the film, the actors, the director, the, the screenwriter. So it's kind of that same type of feeling. The difference in Ed Wood is the, the, the movie 
was terrible and not successful. And in this sense, not to give away anything, obviously Dolomite ended up becoming successful uh, as one of the black exportation pictures of the 70s. Uh, the Dolomite character, I had never heard of Dolomite is my name. I've never heard of the, this in the black exportation genre. Uh, and it turns out that this character was an early inspiration for rappers. Uh, Snoop Dogg uh, cites him and says the pimpin' character is kind of based on Dolomite. And uh, Snoop Dogg actually has a small role in the film as the DJ that works in the music store that Rudy Ray Moore is working at at the beginning of the film. So again, I would highly recommend Dolomite is my name. If you're a fan of Eddie Murphy, if you're a fan of Wesley Snipes, again, Wesley Snipes is fabulous in this movie. So I highly recommend it. I think uh, you will be uh, extremely uh, impressed with it. Uh, hopefully it's a return to Eddie Murphy doing the kind of comedy that we all kind of knew him for uh, in the 80s and early 90s. Uh, I know he's currently shooting a sequel to Coming to America right now with Arsenio Hall, James Earl Jones. So hopefully that'll be funny because Coming to America is one of his best movies anyway. So looking forward to that. But Dolomite, my name is my name. I'm going to give uh, a four and a half Van Gogh out of five review. Again, very enjoyable, a lot of fun. Uh, good to see Eddie Murphy kind of in his element doing the the comedy that he's known for and and the acting that he's known for as well. Like I said, there's some uh, not super serious moments in the movie, but there are some dramatic moments in the film that he pulls off wonderfully. Uh, and uh, it's a it, like I said, the backstory, I think that's what gives the movie a little bit more depth. Uh, when you kind of get the taste of where he's coming from, where his background lied and where where the 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 kind of terrible things that happened when he was in Oklahoma, even though they don't mention them too much. You can see how they fuel his desire to rise above that, to be something uh, important in his eyes or to do something that he's going to be known for. And, and that drive, you can see where it comes from. Uh, again, the cast is great all the way around. Uh, the director is uh, Craig Brewer, who directed uh, Hustle and Flow. Uh, and um, Black Snake Moan, uh, a couple of very good films as well. But I would highly recommend Dolomite is my name. Again, I give it four and a half Van Goghs out of five. Uh, the, uh, the movie is currently streaming now on Netflix. Before I wrap up the show today, I kind of wanted to veer into a um, personal story about podcasting for me. I've talked about it before on the podcast since uh, my review is a little bit shorter than normal episode. I figured I'd talk about this for a few minutes before I wrap up. I just want to encourage anyone that is out there regarding the thoughts of starting a podcast or if you listen to podcasts or any kind of creative outlet. I want to encourage you to go for it. Uh, I've done this podcast now for uh, a year. It's going to be actually almost a year and a half now. Uh, and I relaunched it. I did a podcast a few years ago that I kind of uh, abandoned, kind of stopped doing it as, as kind of life got in the way as it's uh, known to do for all of us. But ever since I relaunched this podcast, I can tell you it's been one of the most fun things that I do. It's something that I do for myself. It's a selfish pursuit, hobby, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I think at the beginning of the podcast, I think I was caught up in trying to get, you know, as many listeners to listen to it as possible. And not that there's anything wrong with that and not that there's anything wrong with being ambitious about growing a podcast. But I think for me, I got a little bit too focused on that and kind of lost my way a little bit on having the fun part of it. Not that it was that it wasn't always fun, but I think worrying about how many downloads I got per week and if I didn't get 
uh, very many, then it would be disappointing was I was allowing it to take away of the joy of why I'm doing the podcast. Again, of course, I want listeners and I want the show to grow. But more importantly, it's a great outlet for me uh, creatively to talk about the things that I enjoy, uh, which is why this show is about podcasts or about podcasts, about movies, politics and sports. And that's those are the three things I'm pretty passionate about. So it's for me something that I enjoy talking about. And the fact uh, the matter is that people have listened to the podcast. Is it a huge podcast? No, not at all. But people have checked it out, either have stayed or have not stayed. It, it's okay. I'm now at a place with this podcast where uh, I, I want people to listen, but that's not the driving force of why I do it, which may, which may be a detriment to the growth of the podcast, but it's okay. I wanted to encourage anyone out there that's listening to this, that's thinking, I think I want to start a podcast and I know the jokes are, are, are out there that everybody and their mother has a podcast and it's true. And those jokes are funny. I don't take offense to them at all. Uh, and, and so what if everybody and their mother has a podcast, if you want to create one, do something creative. Uh, I, I recorded a whole episode about that, but I think it's worth revisiting. And I think I'm going to revisit it from time to time. If you're sitting there looking for a creative outlet, whether it's writing or making a short film or writing a blog or 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 doing a podcast or, or all of the above. I would encourage you to do it. I can tell you from my personal experience, doing this podcast has been wonderful. Some of the episodes I've done are, are I think are pretty fantastic. Some are probably train wrecks, but they're all mine. It's all stuff created by me and I've put out content uh, for people to consume. And I'm very proud of that. I'm proud of that and it makes me happy. It kind of fulfills uh, that creative uh, urge that I have. And thank goodness for the technology. It allows it to be done in a very simple and more importantly, very inexpensive way, especially when you have an independent podcast with no sponsors and, and, and no one footing the bill for anything. So my production values, uh, just to, uh, make it clear, and I'm sure you can hear it in the sound quality. I still think you can hear every episode very well. I literally have, have, Instead of trying to go up in quality or in production value, I've gone down in the sense that most of the episodes now, unless I'm doing an interview, is me on my cell phone recording my thoughts on the particular subject of the day and then uploading it to the podcast feed. Literally that simple. And I'm kind of embracing that because that's allowed me to record. I'm still not recording as much as I would like, because again, uh, life with with a family and kids and a job makes it hard to do. the The goal was to record one episode a week. I haven't been doing that, but not because I don't want to do it, or not because I find the podcast to be a chore. Quite the opposite. I'm disappointed that I don't get to do it every single week. But at least the ability to do it on my cell phone and still have very good sound quality, so you can hear the podcast has made it at least easier for me to do something like this or do episodes on the fly uh, whenever I have time to uh, put my thoughts down and record them for a particular episode. So again, I just want anyone that's listening to this right now to think about it. If you want to start a podcast, please do it. Uh, if you need some advice, I'll be happy to give what little knowledge I have. I can hopefully give you some pointers. Uh, if you f if you feel you want to start one and you need some help, or you can reach out to me. The email of the show is bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter, very active there. The handle is at bendyourearpod. So if you have a question, uh, listen to this episode, want some advice about 
a podcast or any kind of questions, I'm happy to answer them. Uh, I love doing it. I love the podcasting community. It's given me an outlet, like I said, creatively, and it's something I really enjoy. And again, do I want uh, more listeners to come? Of course I do. And if they do, that's fantastic. If they don't, I'll just keep plugging away and, and hopefully enough people like it and share it and that the show will grow. But again, that's not my main motivation. The main motivation is to have a healthy outlet uh, for creativity and to and to kind of do something that's a lot of fun. So again, if anyone out there uh, is thinking about starting a podcast and you have a subject you think you want to talk about or if you want to talk about whatever you'd like, uh, just uh, do it. I encourage you to do it. And like I said, if you have any questions, uh, email me again, BendYourEarPodcast at gmail.com or you can uh, get me on Twitter at BendYourEarPod. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Again, the show is available on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and CastBox. Whatever app you're listening to the show on, please click subscribe and you'll be able to receive new episodes when they become available. Uh, again, if you do listen to the, this show on Apple Podcasts, please wait, rate and review it. Again, that's an easy way you can help the show um, get a higher profile in searches when people are looking for new podcasts. The email for the show, if you have any questions or comments, is bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. The Twitter and Instagram handle are both at bendyourearpod. The website where you can get shows as well if you don't have a podcasting app is www.letmebendyourear.com. You can get shows there at any time that you'd like. So again, the last thing I would ask, uh, if you're active on social media, Instagram or Twitter, wherever you're at, if you find uh, the show on Twitter or Instagram, if you can share episodes that I post or share uh, any of my posts on Twitter, that's also a great way and real easy. A simple click or a retweet or liking of the tweet uh, about a particular episode would be helpful as well. Uh, people are always looking for podcasts. If you look at a Twitter feed, you'll see podcast recommendations all the time. So if you like this uh, podcast, like the format, or even if you're not a big fan of it, but think someone you know would like it, uh, please recommend it. I would really appreciate that. So again, uh, if you can do that on your social media, that'd be great. Again, the email, bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. The handle for Instagram and Twitter, at bendyourearpod. So again, thank, thank you everyone for listening and uh, hope to see you uh, on the show soon. And have a great, great week.